0: Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. everybody what's going on I wanted to make this piece of content quite honestly I'm quite surprised I've not made it yet I've been getting a number of people hitting me up Dave, what are your best books that you'd recommend to help me grow as a person help me grow my business so I want to pull back the veil today and we're going to be diving into the top five business books that have had a profound impact on me and my journey into entrepreneurship and quite honestly if you've not read these books after you know this piece of content I'd suggest that you get them because my hope my wish that there is impactful to you as they were uh, to me because when I look back at what turned me into an entrepreneur it was a new way of thinking and I picked up my first business book back in 2013 so 10 years ago now I was on a, a trip in Hawaii with my buddy uh, and we kind of split up for the day and I had some business books and I thought I'll give these a try uh, giving them a read and it's kind of changed my entire life and business made me fall in love with books I've read a few hundred business books now so these are the top five we're gonna dive in on the podcast today and also uh, live on the YouTube channel if you want more of a visual representation, um, check out the YouTube video if you are on the podcast, okay? So number one up, right here, this bad boy, hold it up nice here. Uh, So this is how to win friends and influence people. You can see like how yellow these pages are getting. Um, This is an oldie but a goodie by Dale Carnegie. One thing that I love about older business books, this thing's probably like a hundred years old now is they are based on principles and not on modern day tactics and strategies okay there's a lot of authors today in the business field you kind of write a book as like a lead magnet and it's like 150 pages and you want people to like buy your thing right these authors didn't have those motivations back in the day there was no back-end ascension offer it's like literally just like boom here's the book um and so i love this because this helped me in sales a lot and when i got into my painting business i was so scared and shy to go knock on doors to talk to people to do estimates and like this book wires up your brain for telling people their name right and body language and tonality when it comes to sales and like i feel like a lot of these principles i've taken in my life that If you ask somebody about who Dave is or what his brand is, they would hopefully say, oh, that's a really good guy. He's up in Canada. He does whatever, whatever. This book has helped almost frame up how I live my life so that people will know you, they'll like you, they'll trust you, they'll respect you. And a lot of that just comes through uh, into sales. So this isn't some sleazy sales tactic book, it's actually how can you live your life as an authentic person and really care about people and then good things will come back to you, right? And so I'd really recommend reading this book, especially if you are in business ownership, if you're in any kind of sales role and quite honestly, If you just want a long, happy life, you're going to be in relationships with uh, family members, friends, loved ones. And so getting confident how to talk to people uh, and not make it all about you. Most people are like pretty crappy in conversation. This is going to help you be savage in conversation. So take this. It's going to make you a ton of money. It's helped me so much in sales with my painting business. I did a few thousand painting estimates and applied principles from this book and booked a whole bunch of work. So good stuff right here. Uh, Dale Carnegie, big fan if you've not read this one, do yourself a favor and get it because it's gonna blow up your sales game this year. Next up, a little more on the financial train kit. This is Keith Cameron Smith. The top 10 distinctions between middle class and millionaires. Uh, I was raised in a fantastic family, uh, a middle class family, not necessarily entrepreneurial geared. I had to learn what it takes to wire my brain to be a millionaire. If I could sum it all up in one book, it would be this one. I love it because it's like maybe a hundred pages uh, and it, I how my brain works is just shortened to the point. And so it's like little short, punchy phrases, right? Like the middle class work for wages, millionaires work for profits, right? Um, middle class think short term, I want a paycheck by Friday. Uh, millionaires are like, you know what, I can delay gratify, uh, I'm gonna think long term, how can I How can I build wealth over a decade, right? There's a number of those principles, so this is like a really short read, and I find that so much of business ownership comes down to the psychology of the owner, uh, and, and that is really the lid of all of our businesses is how do we think? because that's gonna to translate to what we actually do. So I find you know, being financially motivated is important, but also having a bigger cause for where that money's going is important. And I think if you can wire up your brain to be a millionaire um, versus the middle class, I think you're gonna set uh, your life up for success. So definitely want to check this one out. I love it. It's a short read as well. Uh, I have a short attention span. You know, you maybe watch this video five minutes in, uh, you're like, yeah, this is good. Just give me the goods. Give me a two minute review on each book. Okay. So right here, great book. Uh, next up, we're going to get into time management. Okay. Essentialism by Greg McKeown. This book talks about differentiating, uh, what Greg calls uh, the trivial many, from the vital few right so if you check my text messages or my emails or whatever my messages I get social media Dave can we get coffee can I get on a short phone call I got this thing to pitch you could we joint venture could we do this could we do that uh, 98% of the time it's no 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 because I'm not interested in getting deviated from what I'm actually working on Uh, I have no interest in a complicated life. I want a simple frictionless life. I want a frictionless as much as possible business. I only want A players in my life uh, and I don't want a lot of complexity running around. I haven't been to a conference in almost like two and a half years, you know, the pandemic helped with that. But I think traveling for the sake of business can oftentimes complicate your life because it pulls you away from what you're actually working on. So for me, with essentialism, it comes down to time management, and not just managing your time, but what it actually is a priority in life, right? Uh, if you say your family's a priority, well, are you actually carving out time for them to hang out uh, and spend intentional time, or are you just all into your business all the time, right? Again, with the business front, sometimes we say, we want success, we want goals, but we're sleeping in on weekends, uh, we're not up early during the week, and it's it's such a it's an incongruency of our values if we say one thing and do another. So essentialism, this book, it's gonna get you locked in on being uh, really, really solid with where your time's going in not just your business, but also your life. And I read this back in 2015. Uh, and at the time, I was extremely social. I was seeing a bunch of friends. I was hosting uh, these fundraiser parties. I had people at my house like all the time. I'm trying to run a business and I'm just like, actually, have to, I remember sitting at a Starbucks and I actually had to audit my time for where it was going, because I'm running in these old different 100 directions. So it's extremely easy today to get distracted with social media and jump at the next opportunity or throw money into here, resources into the next big thing. Um, I don't do a whole lot of other stuff, right? I've got my business. Uh, that's profitable we move the profits from that to grow the business we move the excess profits from that into real estate Uh, and it's very simple I'm not interested in partnering in a whole bunch of joint ventures Um, so I'm probably gonna say no to those opportunities because it pulls me away from what I'm working on so solid book right here essentialism if you find there's not enough hours in the day you're not getting your big stuff done um, this book will really get you sorted Um, one of my favorites for sure all right two to go Uh, let's go to this one here absolutely love this you've heard this on this channel before who not how Uh, some people have messaged me Dave I wish I found this book sooner this is absolutely incredible again short read but if you look at your bandwidth right now you've got um, uh, you've got 112 hours per week assuming you're sleeping eight hours a night right and let's say so basically you've got a triangle a day is a triangle right eight hours to sleep eight hours to your career you've got a magical eight other hours and what happens as entrepreneurs is we usually steal from those magical eight hours and dump them into our business because so much needs to get done in our business but what I would suggest rather than stealing too many of those eight hours we actually look at automating and delegating out a lot of those kind of trivial smaller lower level tasks that tend to recur um, for example for me with this video it's like getting this video edited right It's not a great investment of my time to go out and edit all my content that we're pushing out every week so I want to have a video editor to work with right I want to have somebody to come into my home uh, and clean my home every three weeks I want to have somebody come by and walk the dock and cut the grass and get the groceries and it's like you can, this principle of who not how, it literally talks about you focusing on what Dan Sullivan calls your zone of genius, and you, like that's the main thing you do, and you start automating out all those other tasks that come up throughout your week. Because like business is extremely complicated and messy, and your life is probably extremely complicated and messy when you look at schedules, uh, and keeping your health and your relationship with your partner, like there's so many balls to be juggling in the air. We need to start thinking strategically. How can we dish off some tasks so we're not stuck doing everything? Like if you're coming home every night and like eating a quick dinner and doing three hours of like invoicing and administrative work and returning voicemails, you've done it wrong in my opinion. It should be a hard cutoff because you should be automating and delegating tasks throughout your day, so you're not coming home to a mountain of paperwork, right? And this is something, who not how, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with because we're control freaks, and we wanna control everything in our business and life. And I took this concept seriously about three years ago now, and my life is much more simple now, uh, and it doesn't take a ton of money to go out and get people to help you. So I'd run who not how twofold, one in my business i'd start looking at those 20 25 30 an hour tasks those need to come off your plate if you want to give yourself a raise and start making 75 or 100 an hour and also personally look at those tasks that recur maybe you don't necessarily enjoy them and how could i buy back you know one or two hours per week that maybe i could go kick a soccer ball with my kid at the park instead of cleaning my house right it's like it's that magical trade-off so who Not How, if you've not read it, check it out. i probably read this now like three or four times. Uh, incredible read, okay? Last not least, you can probably predict what's coming up, my favorite, Read it 13 times, incredible book. Boom, the E-Myth Revisited. Dave, which E-Myth book should I get? There's so many, it's overwhelming. Uh, I recommend this one, the Revisited. I've started with that one. This is the one I've read. You can see how uh, tattered up this thing is. It's a great book. I love it. It's soft cover, so it can travel with me, and it's just an incredible read, because this talks about the three hats you're gonna be wearing in the business, right? You get your business started. I started with a Ryobi Pressure I went to Home Depot, bought it for $189 and boom, I was on the house the next day um, You know, downstreaming that house, washing the windows, cleaning up the gutters. I was the technician, right? I can't wait to finish this job because this is like an $800 job. I'm gonna get a payday by four o'clock, three o'clock if I work really efficiently and I made 800 bucks today, A little bit of chemical, a little bit of fuel, I put 700 bucks in my jeans. You're like, wow, I was never making this money another job this is crazy right and you get into that rhythm but after 8 months 10 months 12 months you're like okay my max capacity i'm hitting is about $140,000. it's a great income but i'm never free i'm always working i'm always spraying sh and water i'm always painting the house i'm always maintaining the yards my clients love me right and sometimes it gets to a bit of an ego thing of like only i can do this my clients love me they respect me they pay a premium etc etc that's literally self-employed to a T, right? You have a high tacit skill, but you're low on the entrepreneurial spectrum by way of systems and organization. Maybe you've tried employees; they didn't work, etc. So, ninety-ish percent of our industry are technically minded business owners without a hope in the wind for business systems and operations. Okay, and that—that's just literally facts. That's the reality. Okay, so you may find yourself in that ninety percent. Maybe that's on your wire on this channel. Dave knows a thing or two about business systems, grown a couple companies, maybe I should pay attention and learn a few things. So if that's you, congratulations, you're in the right place. Level two that Michael Gerber talks about, the manager, okay? Some of us are excellent managers, right? I've done years of my business as the manager, I've got my two painting crews, we do four or $500,000 per year, I put $120,000 in my jeans every year, I quote two days per week, incredible lifestyle business, go to Thailand for 40 days of the year. I was the manager, right, when I had that business. It's a great place to be. You get paid on the labor of your people. You're not on the job site, you've got more flexibility. You can cut out early, go to your kid's dance recital, you can take a 90-minute lunch with a buddy, you could be at happy hour by three o'clock, right? It's like, it's an incredible thing, especially with your phone, how much you can manage and not physically be there. So maybe you're in the manager stage, you got a half million dollar business, couple crews, Um, that's a great place to be, right? There's nothing wrong with that setup of business. Um, You bought back a bit of your time, but then um, usually you're still integral to the business. You can't really go leave the business for an extended period of time and have it run without you okay so that's kind of the key distinction uh, as a manager and then like top of the food chain level three is the entrepreneur right it's the third hat we wear that's where you lay awake at night and you're like man i wonder if this business could actually work with a manager and two three crews and we could get up to a million dollars and i could make a 25 percent net profit like i wonder how that could happen Um, and entrepreneurs wanna change the world. We wanna see reality for what it is today, but we spend a lot of our waking hours thinking in the future, right? Maybe that's why you quit your $70,000 paying job with a 401k, because you said, screw it. If I do 150k of revenue painting houses, I could make that back, and quite honestly, I think in my second year, I could probably hit 300, then 550, then 750, then a million, right? You see this like future trajectory, of what things could be and that's why being an entrepreneur is exciting so this talks about i won't give you the whole book but michael gerber talks about his franchise prototype right how could we build one system operating system one franchise so solid that we could go duplicate it in a number of markets right and that's why you see brands that have franchised, right? Like, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Brian Scudamore, incredible story um, with with what he did, franchising his junk company all across North America and Australia. Um, And so, when you've got your systems dialed in, it is easier to go multiple locations and duplicate, right? And essentially, that's what I've decided to do with my coaching program, is, is franchise out the IP that Revive has created with our hundreds of systems, uh, and know-how that we can now partner with a brand in, say, Cape Coral, Florida, and coach them over the next year, two years, inject them with systems, all our processes, and almost create a mini-revive out in Florida, but under the brand name of you know, ABC Pressure Washing or whatever the case may be. So I would definitely suggest reading this book. You'll be going through your day being like, cool, I'm in technician mode for like three hours while I pump out this job, right? And then I'm in managerial mode, right? And then I'm in entrepreneur mode when I'm, you know, building out this new hiring process or I'm creating this new standard operating procedure, this new checklist, right? Or whatever the case may be. So this will just get you really sorted on where your time is going and also seeing like the pay ladder of like technicians make 20 to $30 an hour, managers make like 30 to $50 an hour, and entrepreneurs make like $100 an hour plus. So you're gonna find your time split in each category throughout the day, but I think it's important that you're cognizant of where your time is being invested so that you can um, then start to make changes, right? Because data is effectively useless unless it's gonna cause us to create a change uh, and change our inputs to get a different output. So these are all my favorite books here. I got them right beside me here, right? So we'll wrap up here. You got How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, You've got The Top 10 Distinctions, Millionaire, Middle Class. You've got uh, essentialism, right? Get sorted on where your time's going and what's priority. You've got who, not how. How do I get better at delegating and buying back my time? And then you've got the e-myth which of the three stages as i am i in and how can i build a franchise prototype to build a business that can run without me and not be working so hard in my business how can i actually work on my business is the key quote from that book so i hope that you found some value here uh, in these book reviews if you're watching on youtube Uh, Go ahead, like, subscribe to the channel, and feel free just to drop a comment below and say what your favorite book is or your biggest takeaway. Um, I produce these videos for free. I want to bring you value. Uh, And if I heard from someone who was further ahead than me and told me their top five books, I would go and buy them uh, right away. And that's how I grew to where I am today. And if you're listening on the podcast, some of you have sent me emails uh, with kind words this new start of the year. Thank you so much. Uh, You can always ping me an email. I'm uh, dave at homeservicebusinesscoach.com. You can say what's up, say where you're listening from, or even uh, we had someone last week submit a question for the podcast of just like a really great question that I'm gonna make some content on coming up in the future. So wish you well, Uh, thank you so much for watching. I hope you found some value here, and I wish you an incredible uh, year up ahead, and take your learning seriously uh, with these five books here. Um, Let's go out and get it, everybody. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.